Lord, we want to thank you again for the wonderful opportunity that you have given us. And now as you continue this seminar, we pray that you take over and change our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. As I promise you, we are going to open our Bibles and study some samples of faith talk. Remember, this is biblical and this is according to the spirit of prophecy. We will never do things that we don't have it that are not according to the Bible. Otherwise, we will go wrong. So, let's, um, let's right now go to the Bible and uh, read. We have already studied what is written in the book of uh, Numbers, chapter uh, 14, and this is the key. And the key is, as we read here, verse 28, I read again, As surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. So whatever you say, of course it has to be according to the will of God. God will do exactly uh, the way you say it. Um, the two spies, actually the ten, they did not want to go, I'm summarizing a bit, they did not want to go to Canaan land. He said, no, 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 there's no way that we can go there. It is so dangerous. And God said, okay, fine, you will not go. Uh, but the two, the two spies, the two spies, uh, meaning Caleb and Joshua, said, we really want to go to Canaan land. And God said, fine. The way you say it, it will happen to you. So uh, we have to be very careful of what we are, we are saying because God is saying the way, the way, we say it, the way you say it, it will happen to you according to his will. Okay, now, you have your Bibles. You are ready. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 to 47. You remember what has happened. David had to face a big, big challenge. So, he said, now, this is the time for me to talk faith. So, would like to read. Remember, we are not, we are, I'm not preaching. We are studying together. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 to 47. Okay, please read. Yes. Okay, you see the talk of faith? Just before he encountered this giant of the man, 
He talked faith. He talked faith. All right. Another one. This, we are just wrapping up this one. We'll go into the how to have our, answer, our prayers answered, our next topic. Uh, you remember when I announced this? He said, how come that in the Bible we have so many yes answers and very few know, only few know what is the key to that? I have discovered uh, that and I was so happy. I'm happy to share with you uh, my, uh, what I have discovered in the Bible and in the spirit of prophecy. Here again, Elijah, Elijah talked faith. First King chapter 18, verse 40, 40, uh, 1 to 45. Quickly, would you like to read? Yes. Okay, uh, let's stop right there. Study the context. When was this uh, said? Is it after the rain or before? Before. And remember, uh, for the last, the last three and a half years, there was no rain, right? So to say this, it, is very, it was very bold. So... There was no rain yet, but he was Elijah. He said, go fast, quick. We will be stopped. You will not be able to reach your palace. Go, go fast, fast, fast. He talked faith. And uh, after that, what did he do? Elijah. He prayed, right? He said it. He said this to Elijah, to, to the, the king, and then he went to, to the mountain, mountain top to pray. And you know what happened? He, this time it was, it was not just saying it and then the fire, like, like the one, the fire came down. But Elijah prayed a lot. But he said it. He talked faith. And the rain came down. Indeed. So that is a sample of talking faith. This one here, when it comes to talking faith, it has to be done through our relationship with the Lord. You see, it is not the difference between this with uh, uh, those uh, techniques of self-help books and uh, doing this and doing that. Um, that is based on human power, humanistic view. This is based on trusting in God. Our relationship with God. It is just like my son and I. He said, oh, dad, you can't do this. And I will take that very seriously because of my relationship with him. So uh, this, we cannot separate this from our relationship with God. We can do it because we have this relationship with God. Okay, all right. Just take this. Divine talk. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. This is from Psalms. Psalm 145, verse 11. This is the practice thing, practical aspect. When we talk from now on, don't talk doubt at all. 
Talk about the power of God. Talk about his glory. Talk about his kingdom. Talk about um, the new earth and uh, talk about his kingdom to come. Talk about the power of God. Don't talk about uh, the power of the devil. Don't talk about the power of doubt. Don't talk about uh, something, but talk about the power of God. Be positive. Don't, don't try to magnify things, but talk about the power of God. If people, you know, people tend to say something, oh, this is too hard. I don't think, I don't think we can do this. Counteract that with, uh, with uh, talking uh, of the power of God. Yes, it is hard, but God, God can handle this. Yes, God can do this. He has done it in the past. When you study the Bible in the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, he has done it and he will do it again. This, this helped, I mean, David. Uh, Saul said, kind of showing some doubt. He said, my, my son, this is too hard. This man is too powerful for you. Uh, he is a warrior. You are just a young man. You cannot do this. David said, no. Look what God has done. I handle lions and bears, and God helped me. Also today, you will do it again. So that is talking faith. Even if you encounter problems, of course, you have to face realities. But on top of the realities, you say, yes, it is hard. We have challenges, but God is powerful. God can do this. He has done it in the past, and he will do it again. So when you say that, uh, people, can, uh, people even start to, to ask questions. This one is always positive. He talks faith. And people, actually, people want to be around you. Um, by the way, one, one, way, one, way of, one way of increasing our faith by the grace of God, uh, stay away from people who are talking doubt. Uh, only be with them when it is really necessary. When it is really needed and necessary, then you can be with them. But if you can avoid... Um, be with people who are talking faith, and then your faith will be stronger. But of course, when, it is, when I need to be with some people, uh, when I need it, then I have to do it. But voluntarily and associate myself all the time, even if I don't need it with people who say, well, I don't think this thing will work. Uh, winning souls here? No, not really. It will not happen. Uh, I've tried that last year. I, uh, I tried and it didn't work. I, we didn't even win one. Uh, you will try that to, uh, this year. No, it will not happen. Uh, you are wasting your time. Uh, no, 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 no. You will just say, uh, my God is powerful. He's not limited by territory. He's not limited by circumstance. Actually, he is a circumstance maker. So you can even create circumstances. Not only overcome circumstances, but you can create them. So uh, even if you say it was hard last year, that is another situation. But for this year, you will see what the Lord will do. You, that is talking faith. And uh, here, it is, it is uplifting God. You know, we, when we talk faith, we are saying, essentially, God, 
I trust you. You can do this. You love me. I, I am your child. I believe you can do this. You have done it in the past, and I know you can do it. And, uh, you know, the, the parents who are here, when your children uh, tells you that, something, yes, dad or mom, I know uh, God will help you to do this. You can do this. I believe in you. But if your children start to doubt, oh, dad, I don't think you can do that. Uh, you are too old for that. Or uh, don't even try. Uh, you feel bad. But if they believe, uh, if you, they believe in you, and uh, even if it is hard for you, you try very hard not to disappoint them. Yes, okay. Yes. Pray. Yes. Pray as um, work as everything depended on you and pray as everything depended on God. We will talk about that one in our, on our topic. But here, um, we need to talk faith. That is what we get from this, uh, uh, this topic. Um, even if it is hard, even the circumstance is against everything you can think of. You see, the children of Israel, the Red Sea in front of them. Humanly speaking, there's no way. The best way, I mean the most realistic way, is to go back or to surrender. Surrender to the Egyptians, saying, listen, we have made a mistake. Uh, don't kill us. We are willing to be slaves again. Uh, just bring us back. That was the most realistic. Because fighting against the, the army, that also is, was not realistic. So the most realistic is to surrender. He said, oh, Pharaoh, we are sorry. We made a mistake. Uh, we are willing to be back and be your slaves again. No. That was the reality. But God is above the reality. God told Moses, tell the children of Israel to go forward. So don't be, um, don't be discouraged by circumstances because God is not limited by circumstances. Many times we put God in a box. Since we are limited, then God also is limited. Uh, we are saying, we are already put in our mind that there are certain things that God cannot do. So don't bother him because uh, anyway, it's too hard for him. No, no, no. It's not true. Yes, quick question. Uh, actually, you, do you still want to ask the question you want to ask? Okay, fine. Yes, um, quickly. Okay. It's the will of God, and uh, uh, probably we need to go to go to the next topic now uh, to avoid presumption. But in a nutshell, it is your relationship with God. When you are so close to God, you would know the mind. Of God. And those who are close to God, they will never fall into presumption. 
because they know the mind of God. Dear friends, it is just like uh, my wife and I. Many things I know already her answer. Eh? I, many times, she, I just maybe look at her while she looks at me. I know already what she thinks. <laughs> Why? Because of what? The relationship. But someone that I meet for the first time, I have no clue. Because I don't have, I've not established that relationship. So I may ask something that I should have never asked. Uh, maybe you will be offended or things like that because I don't know. But if I have a close relationship with that individual, I know already the answer, yes or no. So I will not. We will go back to that. Yes. Yes. Presuming to have the gift without abiding by the conditions. But the promises of God are great for that because they are like, I mean, his promise is this, and this happens in every circumstance. I mean, he doesn't. Perfect. Okay. So, let's talk faith. He said, uh, Psalm 119, verse 27, So shall I talk of thy wonders works. So that should be our talk. And you know, these people who are almost worshipping um, uh, arrows, uh, stars, uh, f soccer player stars, you should listen to them. Every moment, if they have the opportunity, they talk about this football player. You know how he does it. <laughs> so excited. That one is so good. He's so powerful. He could, they could not stop him. Why? Um, because of, uh, uh, of, of the admiration. And then I'm wondering, why then we, we are not doing that when it comes to our relationship with God? Because God has done wonders. And that's why the psalmist said, listen, talk ye of all his wonders work. And so, so shall I talk of their own wonders work. And when we are together, Let's practice this. Just talk faith. Talk about the glory of God. Talk about what, what he has done so that your situation will not be gloomy. You know, the situation is already hard. Why we have to worsen it through our talks? Um, the devil is doing that. Don't help him. Uh, let him do it. You do, you do the talk faith. Uh, don't add and to, he is already busy doing that, and he's expert in doing that. You cannot compete with him in that. Use the thing that he does not know, and he will be defeated. And that is talking about the glory of God, what God can do, and uh, he, will be, he will be so happy. Okay, uh, now we are going to transit into the prayer, because I can see... Our time is rather limited. Okay. Uh, here we need someone to help. Uh, I've touched something here. 
become uh, small. Okay. All right. So I can say, yes, she is good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's now talk about prayer. Pray as he, meaning, meaning Jesus, prayed. Okay. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 said, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. They were so impressed by the prayer life of Jesus. And they look at him, and also uh, one they observed what, um, what he did, and they saw the correlation between his prayer life and the mighty things he, he did, oh, would like to be like Jesus. And they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Prayer is something very important. But in the book, A Call to Stand Apart, page 27, this is uh, written by Ellen Jewett, a compilation actually, the darkness of the evil one encloses those who neglect to pray. They whispered temptations of the enemy, entice them to sin. And it is all because they do not make use of the privileges that God has given them in the divine appointment of prayer. You see, our problem is lack of prayer. We don't really pray enough. We don't, have, we don't spend enough time with God. And that is uh, the problem we have. In the, the same book, the same book, why should the sons of daughters, sons and daughters of God, be reluctant to pray when prayer is the key in the hand of faith? You see the relationship between prayer and faith? The hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse where are treasured the boundless resources of, of omnipotence. With that unceasing prayer and diligent watching, we are in danger of growing careless and of deviating from the right path. The angels, it is written in the book, Steps to Christ. The angels, the heaven, uh, actually they are very surprised. How come these people are not praying? Um, uh, we, we angels, we are strong, stronger than them, but we, we are bowing our heads before, before the creator. But how come? What is wrong? Um, they cannot understand. Uh, there's a danger of not praying. Said the adversary seeks continually to obstruct the way to the mercy seat that we may not by earnest supplication and faith obtain grace and power to resist temptation. The devil is trying to, to block our way. That is, the, that is his tactic to, to defeat us, uh, protect, protect us. Oh, no, no, don't go to God. Don't pray because he knows 
that one we pray is God. Because we are asking the power, the power of God, asking God the one who defeated him in heaven. So what he is trying to do is to put many things in front of us. Many, not necessarily bad things, but uh, things that are not so important, not more important than prayer. Put many things, many things so that we cannot pray. And then we are weak, and then he will, he will attack. I, uh, I uh, served uh, when I started my ministry in a place. And uh, a portion of that, uh, the area, people who are very poor, a portion, uh, they are middle, uh, middle class. But the, the other portion, uh, very poor. And then the leader of the community, uh, he said, uh, Pastor, I have a request. Would you accept to be the pastor of this community? I'm the, the president of the community, but uh, of, the, of the county, but uh, I would like you to be uh, the, the pastor. Of course, I, I said yes. It's an opportunity to, to witness, uh, and it is also a privilege. So he selected me. And I said, sir, I, uh, I would like to, to, to do, but what will be my job? He said, well, uh, when uh, we have funerals, you will conduct, and uh, I will do the, the civic things, but you will do the religious things. He said, okay, fine. So the first week, uh, I received a call from him. Pastor, come. We, we have a funeral. Uh, we need you. So I said, okay, fine. I went there. The following week, pastor, funeral. The following week, every week, funeral. And, and finally I said, we, we, call, we call them president where we live. Mr. President, I don't understand something. How come our people are dying a lot? Eh? Every time we are burying people here. And then he whispered, he said, no, pastor. Have you noticed that these people, they come from the section of the county, not the section, not the other section? You know why he said? They said, no, why? Tell me. Um, you see, they are very poor. They are very poor, and they don't eat right. And uh, because of that, he said, any sickness that hit them, they cannot resist. We say, yes, this one uh, died of this, of that, but he said the real cause is lack of food. And I said to myself, there is a spiritual lesson in that. What the devil is trying to do is to starve us spiritually and actually choke us and we, we don't breathe. And then when we, are, when we are weaker, then he comes and attacks us. And any little temptation will succumb. And people will say, what? He did that? I cannot believe this. He did that. But one thing we did not know, 
that one for quite a per long period of time. He has neglected the studying of the Bible and he has neglected sacred prayer. He maybe was just there trying to survive on reserve <laughs> and the reserve was gone and then it was finished. So the devil is trying to obstruct the way to the mercy seat that we may not by earnest supplications, earnest supplications and faith obtain grace and power to resist temptation. You see the importance of prayer, to go to God. is willing today, you see, where not miracles wrought by Christ and his apostles, the same compassionate Savior lives today and is as willing to listen to the prayer of faith as when he, were, when he walked visibly among men. Amen? So we are wondering sometimes, oh, if I lived with Jesus 2,000 years ago, maybe it would have been different. No. He's willing today to do exactly uh, what he did uh, when he was on earth. The natural, the natural cooperates with the supernatural. You see, we, many times we stay away from supernatural. Uh, there are bad supernatural and good supernatural. And uh, we cannot throw both at the same time. Um, because there is a counterfeit. Uh, we should not uh, also uh, throw the genuine one. The mere fact that we have a counterfeit uh, money, that does not mean that you are, no, you are not going to touch money at all. No, it's just a matter of knowing which one. Supernatural. God is supernatural. Whatever, you, the book, the Bible is a supernatural book. Do you agree with me? Even the creation, is that natural? Creating the word, uh, I mean the earth, it's not natural. It is supernatural, the power of God. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament, the work of Jesus Christ, the apostles, meaning we, we, uh, we worship, uh, we serve a supernatural God. And once we are close to him, of course, he will operate also uh, when it is according to his will, the supernatural uh, things. No man is safe. Our time is short. No man is safe for a day or an hour without prayer. And sometimes we, we don't think of this, but no one is safe, even for an hour without prayer. Prayer is so important. We need to uh, pray. By the way, we, I, as I told you, I will find a way for you to get this. Uh, to someone has asked me, totally a uh, um, few of you, uh, if, uh, uh, if uh, I am willing to share this. I would like, I am willing. If you say it, it will be done. <laughs> I'm willing. So uh, after our seminar, we will uh, probably uh, will find a way for you to have the PowerPoints and feel free to share. Uh, the, the, you know, this is the word of God, the spirit of prophecy. If you feel like using the material, feel free to use it. Um, and uh, you will have it. You can even improve and personalize it and uh, use it for the building 
of the kingdom of God. All right, so you will have it. So don't worry if, you, if I'm going a little bit faster uh, this last session because I want to cover this because you, you will have, you have it. All right. Now, uh, Jesus is our example. Jesus himself, while he, he dwelt among men, was often in prayer. Our Savior identified himself with our needs and weaknesses. In that, he became a suppliant, a petitioner, seeking from his Father fresh supplies of strength that he might come forth braced for the duty and trial. And he is our example in all things. So, Jesus is our example in all things, including prayer. He is our standard. We need to pray as he prayed. That is, uh, it is experience is to be ours. In Christ, the cry of humanity reached the father of infinite pity. As a man, he supplicated the throne of God till his humanity was charged with a heavenly current that... Uh, a heavenly current that should connect humanity with divinity. Uh, divinity. Through continual communion, you received life from God that he might impart life to the world. His experience is to be ours. The point that I'm trying to, to make here is that Jesus is our example in prayer. So if you want to, to have a life of prayer, we need to study the prayer life of Jesus. Jesus is our example. We don't need to find other examples. Jesus is our example. If you want to be a man or a woman of prayer, just follow the example of Jesus. And this is what we are going to do. And uh, when it comes to answered prayers, Jesus is our example as well. Okay, prayer is a necessity for Jesus Christ. As it is said here, is humanity made prayer a necessity and privilege. He found comfort and joy in communion with his Father. And if the Savior of man, the Son of God, felt the need of prayer, how much more should feeble, sinful mortals feel the necessity of fervent, constant prayer? Jesus prayed a lot. What about you? You know, when he talks about presumption, this is it. We think that we can live without prayer. That is uh, presumption. We must. I want us to memorize this. Uh, not now, but uh, you, take, uh, you take the reference. I want us to memorize this. He said, we must look to Christ that I may know him. Page uh, um, uh, page 34. Together, everybody, we must look to Christ. We must resist as he resisted. We must pray as he prayed. We must agonize as he agonized. If we would conquer as he conquered. I like this. We must pray as he prayed. This is not a suggestion for us. It is a must. We must pray as he prayed. That is the way to be strong. He is our example in 
all things. We have, uh, we have already read a, a topic like um, um, a statement like this. Steps to Christ, page 93. Said he is our example in all things. You know, sometimes, but you are saying, oh, I am busier than Jesus. How can I pray as he prayed? Is that true? Sometimes we think that we are busier than Jesus. And we said, no, I, I can't really. There's no way I can pray as Jesus prayed. You don't know my schedule. You don't know uh, the, the list of things that I, I have to do. You know uh, my assignment, so many things. Pastor, it's not possible. I'm busier than Jesus. So I cannot pray uh, like Jesus. True or false? No, it is not true. Read this now. No other life was, was ever so crowded with labor and responsibility as was that of Jesus. No other life. So you and I, we cannot use that excuse that we are busy. Busyness is not an excuse uh, because we are not busier than Jesus. Jesus was the busiest individual that ever lived. And uh, you read it, it, there was no time, if, there was a time that people think that he was mad, um, his, um, I mean his relatives, because he didn't have time to eat. He said, no, he has lost his mind. We need to grab him, otherwise he will die. He was so busy. Yes. Yes, I'm too busy not to pray. When you study, uh, when you pray more, you have studied more. All right. So yet, how often he was found in prayer? How constant was his communion of God? Again and again, in the history of his earthly life, I found records such as this, rising up in the greater world before day. You wait, you went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Desire of Ages, page 362. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. So here is the practical thing. Jesus woke up early in the morning. You see, there is a relationship between uh, waking up early and strength in the Lord. Early depends on you. My early may, may be different than early, but it must be early. <laughs> early for you. So uh, make sure if you really want power from above, you get it in the morning. Follow Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's example is in the morning. Early when it was still dark, rising up in greater world before day, you went out. So early morning, but for you to wake up in the, uh, early, you have to go to bed earlier. You cannot say, I will wake up early and I will go to bed at, at 3 o'clock. Uh, and then thinking, and your next appointment will be 8 o'clock. Uh, you see you see the challenge. You know the culture. We need to counter uh, any culture that is not helping us to be strong in the Lord. Uh, this idea of uh, staying up almost all night, 
and then sleep and just barely having time to wash yourself, to go to uh, take your bath and then rush to your next appointment, that is a deadly culture that we have to resist because if we don't resist, then, and that will become a way of life, it will damage our relationship with God. As you can imagine, I am quite busy as a division president. Many things, committees and meetings and traveling. But I'm asking God to help me not to fall into this trap of not having time for God. So I am uh, asking God. My target is that I need to uh, wake up between three to four so that I will have time to spend with him. Um, we, that is my early. But your early must be your early. You decide. But it must be early. Uh, the test is that you have time. Before you rush to your next appointment, you need to have at least one hour uh, to stay um, in the book, Desire of Ages. We need to have one hour. It's not exactly 60 minutes, but the idea is that enough time. It might be 45, it might be 45 minutes or 70 minutes. It's not, oh, okay, let's time this now. No, it's the, the, the quality and the quantity time uh, spending with God. So Jesus Christ, early morning. So the first key is early morning and place. You have to have, we know this, we have time, early, right? Your early may be six, maybe seven, but to know if that is really early, before your next appointment, you need to have what? Time, time to spend. If you don't have time to spend before your, your first appointment that day, meaning that is not early enough. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, let's rush a bit. So, you need to have time. And then place, solitary place. It depends. Some, they may have study room. They have an office or place. But decide to have a time, specific uh, uh, space for your prayer. There's no something holy about that, but it, it will help us. It will create, it will condition in a way uh, that, you know, we have to resist always the temptation uh, of not doing this. So we need to use all the means for us to help. So decide this is the place where I meet God every morning. It might be a chair or a space, but that is the place that you, you have decided. Every morning, Jesus went to a solitary place, and he prayed. All right? Um, the early morning often found him in some secluded place, meditating, searching the scriptures, or in prayer. That is in the book, Desire of Ages, page 89. Uh, you know this, the Desire of Ages, page 83, it would be well for us to spend a thoughtful hour each day 
in contemplation of the life of Christ. Thoughtful hour. Every morning. And uh, it is even given here the details. We should take it uh, point by point and let the imagination grasp its sins, especially the closing ones. As we thus dwell upon his great sacrifice for us, our confidence in him will be more constant. Our love will be quickened, and we shall be more deeply imbued with his spirit. We need to study. It is good to study uh, the Bible with the spirit of prophecy. Put the two together. Studying the life of Jesus. And also, sometimes this is what Jesus did. Luke chapter 6 verse 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. We need to pray as he prayed. Sometimes the early morning is not enough. That's why you need the all night to pray. Once in a while. And that, is the, that depends on our relationship with him. When you are close to God, you will have that urge to spend when there is a special uh, case that you really want to discuss with God. The morning will not be enough. The all, all night. Some people say, well, well all night? How, how this will be? Uh, I also, sometimes uh, I, I ask that question. But I understood this very well. Uh, when, uh, when my dad was still alive, uh, every time I visited him, the first night, we, we almost, almost systematically spend the whole night talking. We are very close to one another. I was already grown up. I, I, I was already conference president when he died. Actually, uh, one, uh, maybe one month before, after he died. But every time I visited him, we spend almost all night. It is just uh, around two or three o'clock. Okay, uh, we will be so tired tomorrow. Let's uh, let's stop this conversation. We'll continue again. Uh, we had a lot to talk about. Time was not enough. And I said, this whole night is not even difficult to grasp. When you have a good relationship with God, you will not have enough time, even all night. Um, many things to talk when you are very close. With your friends, you know, uh, I have this uh, professor. He said, you know, when people are so close, they have never, there is no uh, final period in their conversation, only comma. <laughs> only comma, because the time is not enough. Oh, okay, let's put a comma. We will continue that. I have my appointment. Uh, let's talk. Okay, uh, I have to call you. Uh, because we have not finished that. No time. But if you don't have a relationship with someone, even two or three minutes is long. Uh, <laughs> but if you are close to someone, three hours, you, oh, it is already, 
I, I have to leave now. I'm sorry. I have this appointment. All right? So that is it. So when Jesus Christ prayed all night with uh, talking to his father, um, that is not uh, surprising. Uh, all right? And um, I, I tried. I tried, and I'm sharing this for our encouragement uh, because I, I take it uh, I take it not as a suggestion, but as a command that we should pray as Jesus prayed. And I said, every time, every time I have a big program or to launch in our division or uh, serious issues, I, I need a lot of time. And that is the time I also pray all night. And uh, the Lord, the Lord has done mighty things, mighty things. So pray as Jesus prayed. Um, establish this relationship. Okay. You see, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing uh, that the Lord, the Lord will give you the power. Uh, you feel a little bit tired, but not too tired. Um, I, uh, I'm surprised by that. And uh, the only explanation is that uh, God gives the power. It is just like Moses went to the mountain. Uh, God has given him the power. Uh, that was not a natural thing. So when we, you are close to God and you, you find this urge, um, not every day, of course, once in a while, when you, you have to face challenges, Jesus did that, not every day, but the every morning, that was a daily thing. But the whole night, when, when he faced, for example, he did that when he, he had to ordain, select his disciples, he did that. And he did that also when uh, the, crowd, the crowd wanted him to be an earthly king. So that will divert him from his mission, and then he spent the whole night. Is, uh, so when you face challenges, incredible challenges, then uh, you may need more time. Uh, it not probably maybe the all night. It may be half a night. Uh, you you see, this is not a legalistic thing. This is relationship with God. When you finish your conversation with God, then you go to bed uh, that night. Uh, but if it, it takes long then uh, you continue at Jesus up to uh, the morning. Okay, Paul also did that. He said uh, in uh, Acts of the Apostles, many a sleepless night was spent in prayer. So Paul also did it. Paul prayed as Jesus prayed. All right, a key to victory is, is prayer. The greatest victories gained for the cause of God are not the result of labored argument. Ample facilities, wide influence, or abundance of means, they are gained in the audience chamber with God. When with earnest agonizing faith, man lay hold upon the mighty arm of power. You see, in evangelism, in the work of God, it is said here, the greatest victories gained for the cause of God are not the result of labored argument. If you don't know how to argue, don't worry. Eh? Um, uh, you are not desperate. 
ample facilities. If you don't have ample facilities right now, uh, wide influence or abundance of means, they are gained in the audience chamber with God. I told you about uh, uh, my friend, Golden Lapani, uh, who, who wins so many souls. For him, this is real. He prays. He spend a lot of time praying. He may wake up at 2 o'clock and pray when he prepares for uh, evangelistic campaign. He spends a lot of time studying the word of God and praying, asking God to do wonders. And then at the same time, he works so hard, pray and work, work and pray. Uh, that is the formula. And as I told many of you already, he went to this village hard with 80 members only. And that was two months ago. Not, uh, not two years ago, two months ago. In this hard town, almost 3,000. After five weeks of uh, praying hard and working hard, almost 3,000 were baptized. And not only number. As I told you, we they were trained right away to win souls. While the, uh, the evangelistic campaign was conducted, those who were willing, we trained them already to win souls, meaning to bring their, uh, their friends to attend as well, to attend as well. And right away after baptism, we said, that is the fishers of man. We put them straight to a class and study how to win souls. Yes. 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 Uh, thank you so much for bringing that. Um, before going to bed as well, you know, uh, sleep is like like death. So uh, before before you go to that process, <laughs> you need to put everything in God's hand. You don't know what will happen during that night. Put everything. In, in God's hands. Okay. Men of prayer uh, are the men of power. So, uh, prayer is a key to, is a key to win souls. Uh, I've seen it. The example that I have given you, even uh, with my humble person, when we baptized almost 6,000 uh, for the, uh, in Angola, for the uh, for that campaign. So prayer. Uh, pray as never before. This is, this is uh, uh, from the spirit of prophecy again. Pray, my brethren. Pray as you have never prayed before. As This is the time for us to pray as we have never uh, uh, prayed. He said, now, this is the topic. Um, why then? We have already established that we need to pray. We need to, uh, we need to pray as Jesus prayed. 
So we cannot cover totally that topic. That alone needs at least five seminars. But I would like to give you uh, an assignment. Go and study the prayer life of Jesus. Study the Bible and study the spirit of prophecy and do exactly the same. Pray as you prayed. He said you must uh, pray as you prayed. We have studied. Now, the topic. This is an interesting topic. I uh, am so excited about this topic because I didn't know this before. I, uh, I prayed, I asked God, uh, you know, I, I really, I wrestle with the Lord to know if I don't understand something in the Bible and in the spirit of prophecy, I'm asking God to help, uh, to help me for that. So uh, the question is that, wh why is it that in the Bible, if you study the, all the prayers of, 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 in the Bible, that is another assignment as well. Go and study all the prayers of, of, in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, and study the answer. You have noticed that most of the answers were positive. You agree with me? And uh, not that, uh, you know, sometimes people say, oh, maybe uh, they only recorded the, the answered, positive answered. The Bible is not like that. The Bible is not hiding something, even something ugly, like adultery, is recorded in the Bible. So for sure, if uh, someone prayed in the Bible and God said no, that one also could have been recorded like the immorality of some people and so on. So the prayers there, they are really answered positively. So the question is, why is it in the Bible, positive answers is actually the pattern, and negative answers is the exception? That is a big question. Like Jesus said here, John chapter 11, verse 41, he said, And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me. He said, always, all my prayers are being answered. Of course, he asked, he asked uh, uh, not to take the cup, and uh, uh, he realized that uh, that is against God's will. So he said, no, 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 I have to accept this. Paul, uh, his, uh, his prayer was refused uh, when he asked three times about the thorn in the flesh. Those are the few non-answered uh, 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 prayer. So now, what, do, what is then the key to have our prayers answered as well? That that pattern will continue in our prayer life. Our, in our prayer life, that most of our prayers will be answered positively and some will be answered negatively. We have to expect that also because we are not God. Eh? We are not God. We cannot dictate everything. Do this God and God will do it. No, we are not God. So some of our answer, uh, prayers will uh, probably once in a while, uh, God will say no. But what is the key for us to have most of our prayers will be answered uh, positively, like in the Bible, because we pray as he prayed. This is the key. 
I was so, so glad that I've discovered this truth. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk with thee of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So Paul prayed for the Colossians, for them to know what? The will of God. So it is possible to know the will of God. That is the key for an answered prayer. We'll go quickly. Because God delights to answer that kind of prayer. We must not only pray in Christ's name, but by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This explains what is meant when it is said that the Spirit maketh intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. Let me summarize this because our time is up. I don't want to go too far into... Um, the key is to know the will of God. When you are a friend of God, as we studied yesterday, when you are close to God, God will reveal his will to you. And the Holy Spirit, as it is said here, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to ask. Inspired, he said, we must not only pray in Christ's name, but by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit will tell you what to ask. And even in this uh, statement here, uh, indict, he will indict our petitions, meaning he will, he will change it according to the will of God. The way you will phrase, you will phrase it, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the spirit of prophecy said, God delights to answer those prayers. Um, let me illustrate this. We, uh, we had to, um, once as a team at the division, uh, to go to a, a, a place to ask for a permit as a group, work permit. We sent our request, seven of those. They said, uh, uh, go and uh, apply for uh, seven. You are many, so we will process uh, your application uh, only seven at a time. So we sent. They refused. They denied and I told the team, so no, we are not going to send over seven. We need to find our strategy. We said, let's go and meet the man who signs this. Amen. So we went there to begin with. Of course, we, we tried to find someone who is his friend to bring us there, his friend. And we found someone. So he brought us to the one who signs the work permit to say no or yes. 
So we went there, it was a little bit cold to begin with, but the Holy Spirit touched his heart. And uh, he, um, uh, finally, he became so open to us. And he said, okay, I'm going to help you. Write a letter. And he almost dictated the letter. Write this, one, two, three, four, and send it to me. Send it to me, he said, today, and I will help you. Amen. And we wrote the letter. We went there. We have not even written the letter yet. We were assured that we'll get the work permit for the entire division team. We were assured. Why? The difference was that now we have this man as our friend. And he told us what to write, how to do it. And definitely the answer was positive. The same thing with our prayer. The Holy Spirit will tell us what to ask, what not to ask. And God will reveal his will. You see, when you love someone, you know already the answer. Before, you, for example, your wife, those who are married, or your husband, if you ask uh, ten things and you miss nine, nine then you have to question that relationship. You may ask uh, 10 things and you miss just one. Why? Because when you know someone, the, this is a fact of life. Even if he wants something and he know that the answer will be a no, you will refrain from asking. You don't want to put your friend in a very difficult position to say no. So even if you really want, but he said, no, you will never accept that. No, let's just leave that. I'm not going to ask. You know already the answer beforehand, if it is according to his will or not. So in the Bible, the difference between us and them is that for them, the Holy Spirit guided them to say, ask this, and I will give. Like this man, go and write this letter to me, and I will answer. We know already the answer. We'll answer. So it is always according to the will of God. The question is, when are you going to know the will of God, before or after prayer? Many times, we, we wait until we pray, and then we say, if this is according to your will. That exercise, we should do it before. Before asking, we need to ask God if this is according to his will. Then you ask. And that, you get that through a close relationship with God. Uh, when you become a friend of God, God will reveal to you uh, his will. And you know, if it is not already according to his will, you drop it. He said, no, no, no. I will not leave that. But if you know that it is according to his will, then you will, you will continue. And sometimes God, uh, God will, will not give right away. But sometimes also, we may make mistake. We are not God. Uh, we may make mistake, and that's why expect also some negative answers. Uh, but it should not be the pattern. It should be an exception. So that is the key. What is the key to have our prayer answered? 
is to be close to God. To pray as Jesus prayed and to be friend of God. It's a time. I'm concluding now and we will pray. Um, for this, we know already that God will give. It's according to his will. For the pardon of sin, for the Holy Spirit, for a Christ-like temper, for wisdom and strength to do his work, for any gift he has promised, we may ask. God said already, that is, that is already according to his, his will. Now, um, last. Do you want to know a prayer that God cannot resist? Jesus sees his true church on the earth whose greatest ambition is to cooperate with him in the grand work of saving souls. He yields their prayers presented in contrition and power and omnipotence. Jesus cannot resist their plea. You see, when you ask for souls, when you ask for the, the power of God, God likes to answer that kind of prayer. Amen. Of course, if you ask for 10 cars, God will say, well, we will see if you really need that. Uh, <laughs> but if you ask for souls, you ask for the building of his kingdom, then you should not doubt because that is already according to his plan. Well, we have tried to cover this topic. We still have a uh, few, but you will, you will have it. Uh, we will, uh, but we will spend uh, some time now praying as we, as we conclude. As we said, we don't want this to be just an intellectual exercise. We have studied, our mind works so hard, but now we need to spend some time. We don't have a long period of time, but we'll use the, the short time we have to pray. I know that... Uh, uh, we have our burdens in our lives. We have our challenges. Some challenges, health challenges, financial, jobs, relationship. And you have also our aspiration, our goals in life. God wants us to apply now what we have studied and God is willing to do this. But we need to believe that God will do that. As we, uh, you will see in one of the slides that we need to believe. You ask, and then you thank him already. So we, we are not going to have papers and write. But we will just uh, be quiet for one minute. And think of those burdens we have. Um, and we want uh, to plead with the Lord. Plead with the Lord that uh, the burden will be lifted. Like my sister. You remember the sister who ran after, um, said, oh, the Lord has done wonders. Uh, you can do it again. And you will do it for his glory. Uh, you have your challenges. I have mine. Um, I can tell you what, um, what the Lord has done, um, but uh, time does not permit. But uh, I have, uh, I've seen things, what the Lord has done. What I've told you about the sister is just one of them, but there are many what the Lord has done. So 
if we have uh, challenges uh, today, and I know you have, because I have also, this is the time for us to pray. Pray because that is part of this seminar. We want us to go out of this room um, relieved of these excess languages. We need to travel light. And then we will ask the power of the Holy Spirit to fill us. We studied yesterday that we need to ask and believe that God will do it. The way we'll do it that we will uh, just uh, pray silently, silent prayers, um, and think of the challenges and the burdens we have. And I know for a fact that uh, God who has touched that sister will touch also our life, lives today. I will change our lives. So one minute, silent prayer, and then find someone, find someone to pray with you and spend some time praying for one another. Okay, let's just do that. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.